0: Hi, I'm Thomas Clements, and this is the Zenith Ministries Podcast. Welcome to our message of hope, security, and an exploration of true happiness. I'm glad you're here with us as we continue to share our stories of the many peaks and valleys of life and the beauty, truth, and goodness we were able to find in it. Please visit our website at zenithministries.com to connect with us to discover more. Three years ago, I went through a difficult time. I was sitting in a church, closing one eye, then opening it while closing the other, going back and forth looking through each one. I thought that maybe the reason why there seemed to be a dark blotch covering half of the view of my left eye was because I was tired. I went on with my day thinking it would go away after a good night's sleep. I was wrong and found out that I was experiencing retinal detachment. I had a great doctor who described himself as an eye butcher. He took good care of me. At first, I was told by others that I might need to stay on my back or stomach for two to three weeks to recuperate from the surgery. However, after one 24-hour period of staying on my back for 45 minutes of every hour, which was very different from the night before when I was not even allowed to lie down at all, Uh, but I was able to go back to semi-normality. This meant no restrictions in my positioning, but I was not able to pick up more than five pounds, including my two daughters and infant son, and I was told to take it easy. I took two weeks off work and was unable to perform the tasks I was used to as a husband and father. Because of this, I took kind of a tough hit. Maybe I felt like I lost my identity. Maybe the seclusion and bed confinement were giving me cabin fever. I definitely felt a dark cloud descend. But I got through it, and the cloud has since lifted. Many people have it much worse than this and go through some extremely harsh trials. This causes them to question God's goodness, power, and love. It seems like a fair question. Why would an all-powerful, all-loving God allow us to hurt? The answer to the question comes to us in the story told by the Gospels. Who knows suffering more than the Son of God, who, out of great love, came down to earth to be rejected, scorned, tortured, and killed by the very ones He came to save? And even in the midst of our greatest suffering, remembering this fact reminds us that we are immensely loved. Furthermore, Jesus' suffering on the cross takes away our sins. A quick side note on sin, and I know discussing sin can be uncomfortable, but it actually shows us God's love for us even more. We choose sin out of free will, which is given to us by God. It is in this freedom to choose that we are able to reject God. However, without free will, we are merely robots programmed to obey, but with it we are sons and daughters choosing to lovingly obey our Father. So, God deems it better to give us free will so that we can love rather than take it away and thus take away our ability to love. So, everything God created is good. It is human free will that has brought sin and the consequential suffering into the world. He allows this suffering to help us remember not to sin again and for a greater reason. Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross to take away all sin. However, when we choose to sin, it still hurts. It hurts our relationship with God. And every time we sin, we make it easier to choose sin. This is done through our choice of pleasure over God. Every sin that we commit follows the pattern of the first one committed by Adam and Eve, choosing what we want over what God wants. Therefore, to undo the habit of choosing pleasure over God, we need to continually choose God over pleasure or what we want. This can come to us by choice, penance, fasting, and almsgiving, or there are pains out of our control, like sickness, vision loss, death of loved ones. Either way, any acceptance of suffering can make up for our sins, and we can offer it up for others. Another side note, this does not mean that we have to reject all pleasure. Pleasure is a good thing created by God. We can enjoy pleasure. Let's just not let it be more important than God. And that's what freely offered sacrifices do. They show God that he is more important to us. Okay, and side note. So it is during times of suffering that we can unite our pain to that of Jesus on the cross. This is how Jesus transforms and gives value to our suffering. He takes our suffering, unites it to his own, and uses it to save us and others. In this way, our suffering merits grace. Not earning the grace but kind of cashing in on it. Jesus earned it on the cross, but he gave us all like a, a bank card to cash in on it whenever we want. In Colossians one twenty four, St. Paul shares, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ on behalf of his body, which is the church. Jesus suffered for his body, the church, St. Paul is teaching us that we can participate in that by filling up what is lacking in the sacrifice of Jesus. What may be lacking in the Son of God's work, we may ask? He is lacking our suffering, and the suffering that we endure fills this space up. This is why St. Paul rejoices over his sufferings for the sake of the Colossians, because he knows his sufferings are meriting grace for them to assist them in their grace-filled journeys of faith. We too can rejoice in our sufferings and see the needs that are provided for through our sufferings. This means that a headache could help someone get to heaven, or my eye surgery and subsequent healing process made up for many of my sins, thank God. How good is that? God took suffering, which is a consequence of original sin, and made it into a treasure. We have a treasure in suffering in that we can help others with our pain, and really, Anything that causes discomfort can be offered up. This includes rejection, stubbed toes, not getting our way, burning dinner, not eating ice cream after dinner, a stomach flu, a minor cold, and much more. Jesus came to set the world on fire with his suffering. We can do the same with offering up our own. Our world currently commands us to avoid suffering at all costs, but imagine what it would be like if everyone embraced it like Christ embraced his cross. I think of the paratroopers jumping out of an airplane to land on the beach in Normandy for D-Day during World War II. They overcame their fear of suffering to bring about a great, great good, the defeat of the Nazis. We too need to overcome our fear of suffering to defeat the enemy as well, sin and death. I'm still in the middle of it, so don't tell me how it ends. But Chris Hemsworth's uh, Netflix movie, Extraction, made me think so many holy thoughts. Some of them are related to this. Okay, so first, I have to mention it because it's cool. In the movie, a kid is kidnapped, and the kidnappers hope to extort his rich father, but instead, the father sends in Chris to rescue his child. Chris goes in, grabs the kid, and goes through hell to get him out. So cool. Yeah, so Chris Hemsworth is basically Jesus in this. We are the kid. Satan came in and kidnapped us. Even though we freely chose to go with him, which is how they get the kid in the movie, by the way. I think he freely gets in the car with the bad guy. Anyway, we chose to follow the evil one, and were in his clutches. Jesus came in and tore everything up. He rescued us, and we are free to live forever in our Father's care now because of Jesus. And Jesus was injured and beat up badly to do it, just like Chris Hemsworth. Relating the movie to suffering and the good it brings, uh, I just thought that Chris goes through a lot of suffering to help this kid find freedom. So when we feel like we are getting beat up and torn apart or our heart is heavy with sadness, wondering if there's any good left in this world, we can turn it into good by offering it up. We can be tough like Chris Hemsworth in Extraction and just take the suffering. You can cry about it. You can wish it would go away, right? That is a natural occurrence. But while you still have it, take it and give it to God. Chris went through all that pain because he saw that it was worth it for the kid to be set free. I mean, I think he was paid as well, but still all the more relatable. When we offer up our suffering, we too can set others free and get paid as well. There is no limit on the grace of God, and He pours it out upon us when we go to Him. This is why prayer is effective. This is why offering up our suffering for others is effective. Jesus won the battle. He earned the grace, and just like how God designed humans to assist him with the work of creation and populating the earth, he also wants us to assist him in recreation and populating heaven. He left his sacrifice open for our participation. When we die like the grain of wheat uh, in which Jesus spoke, Uh, We die with Christ. Spiritually, through our baptism, we all died in His crucifixion. We all die with Jesus. But Jesus didn't stay dead, and neither will we. This life on earth is a continual transformational process. Dying, and in that death, we are also then resurrected. What we see then is that no death is without a resurrection with Christ. If we go to Him with trust with that suffering, then that suffering itself is redeeming. And it gets to the point where you are thriving in life even in the midst of suffering. Isn't that the goal? To not just survive, but to thrive? What if, in order to thrive in life, we had to pass through suffering? People actually do it all the time. They beat themselves up in the gym because they see that having a healthy body is a path to thriving. Or they put in crazy hours at the office, even miss out on a full night's sleep to make money because they see making money as a path to thriving. So too did the saints. They put God's plan for their lives before their own plan, dying to themselves and regardless of what happens, trusting in Him, and kept moving forward because they see following God as a path to thriving. Suffering is going to happen to us regardless of what we believe. My retina would have torn even if I was an atheist but through Jesus, it becomes so much more than unwanted pain, more than loss that I want to avoid at all cost. Finding the value in suffering that Jesus gives it is a whole different level than the suffering that I experienced as an atheist when I was younger. This value makes it purposeful. It's not for nothing. Others can benefit from it. While sometimes the suffering will still hurt a lot, And you just need to remember this and hold on through this suffering, thinking this might not make the pain go away. It might not make it feel better instantly, but it does make it easier. It's easier to know that you can use this suffering for good. I actually have a new book coming out soon all about this topic that I will be sharing soon. I'd love to have you read it uh, when it's released. But we can make suffering good. There can actually be joy found in suffering. And if we can do that, then we have conquered the world. We are untouchable. Nothing will get in the way of our thriving, of being happy, of loving those around us, and leading a beautiful and fulfilling life. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have enjoyed our message today, please give us a review and share it with others. Uh, We hope to continue to offer these messages free of charge to help others reach the heights of humanity.